0: Friends and family, wherever you are, and welcome back to Small Speculation Podcast, your one stop shop for learning sites of public memory. I'm Carissa. And I'm Michaela. And we're here to chat today about various plaques and statues on the UW campus. We will be discussing the research and rhetoric behind our sites. Michaela, do you want to tell our listeners about your site one last time? Sure thing. So, my site is the Chief Washakie statue, which
1: is on the south side of the Washakie Dining Center. And it's been there since the redesign in the early 2000s. Um, the plan to redesign the dining center included adding a tribute to the center's namesake, which was Chief Washakie. So he sits atop an Apollosa horse. He's adorned in traditional garb, and he's ready as the horse is rearing in anticipation of a battle to come or the battle won. Krista, how about you reposition your site for our listeners?
0: Okay, so mine was Kenny Saylors, who... The statue in the Arena Auditorium, also known as the Dome of Doom, and he was added there in the redesign of it in 2017. And the reason why was Kenny Sailors was a very prominent basketball player here in the late 40s, and he was speculated to have invented the jump shot. So, first thing we're going to talk about today is placemaking, which we see in the Blair Dickinson reading.
1: we And we also see it in um, Cresswell's reading, where he explains that place-making is essentially meaning-making through different mm-hmm. ways of interacting, writing, or experiencing a site. Yeah.
0: And the reason we picked to start with this is because of actually Dr. Small's reading, <laughs> because she went in great detail to describe the features of her statue and what it looks like, and since both of us pick statues, we thought it'd be a good idea to kind of describe more of the place mm-hmm. that our statue is in. So, exactly,
1: and kind of like going off of her example and these other scholars we've read, just trying to understand our sites better through the places around them, through the sites themselves, through how they're positioned, and trying to get to what the rhetoric behind them is.
0: Yeah, so Michaela, do you want to go first? Sure, so one
1: idea that I just wanted to bring up um, is from Paul Connerton. So this ties to this whole idea of placemaking because he talks about these two practices called incorporating practices, Mm -hmm. which is a kind of a form of action its meaning is implied by action of the body. It's a way of conveying information with the body. And this could be the physical body of the visitor, or it could be the positioning of the statue. And since both of our statues of, are of um, people, it kind of helps us maybe look at, like, how are they positioned? Like, Chief Washakie is on his horse, ready for battle, or riding out of battle, and that kind of portrays these senses of, like, power, reverence,
0: um, respect. And then Kenny Sailors. Yeah, um, sorry. For some reason, I thought you were just gonna start describing him, and I was like, "Yeah, you go for it, bro." But <laughs> <laughs> that was just my bad. Um, so with Kenny Sailors, as I mentioned, he was put in the arena auditorium, and he is seen as this eighteen foot tall bronze statue. But and you can see like in his clothes, he has the wrinkles in his clothing. Mm-hmm. He has his number on his jersey. He has seen like he has like little squish marks under his shoes, yeah. a bunch of stuff. How is he,
1: how is he standing? Like He's, like, he...
0: doing the jump shot. There's, like, a basketball okay. in his hand, which is really cool, but it's very interesting to me, like, why they made him 18 feet tall, because in reality, he was about 5'10", yeah. which is short for a basketball player. They're making him larger than life. They're like, making him larger than life. Because so. in reality, he was short. Like, that's why he was speculating to do it, because he yeah. wanted to, like, improve his height. So it's very interesting to me that they made yeah. him 18 foot tall because you have to like crank your neck up there and look at him and it kind of yeah. hurts. Well, and
1: it's kind of going off of another thing of just statues in general are often like raised above eye level. Yeah. So you have to look up. It's like making you look up to maybe have you respect the statue or realize that this is a person or site of
0: importance. Yeah. Or to break your neck depending on what mood you're in that day. <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. Um, and just another idea that kind of goes to this, con- these concepts that Connorton brings up is inscriptive practices, and this yes. is kind of the story, or the story of information in a form um, that is either like written. It could be just the placement itself of the statue. It's basically like writing, but not writing, like inscribing on a place or inscribing on the statues. And I know both of ours have some. Um, plaques around them yes. that kind of like inform. Like I know Chief Washakie informs about his past, about um, the battles he fought, about like why that statue was chosen, things like that. And then Kenny Sailors
0: has, yeah. I feel like with Kenny Saylor, his plaque is very small, mm-hmm. so it kind of gets drowned out by this oh. th- gigantic statue, mm-hmm. and he's surrounded by a bunch of other like sports memorabilia too. So his like teeny tiny plaque gets drowned out, and you just look at the sh- statue and the stuff around it, and then you leave. Whereas I know with Chief Washakie, his statues are like on the base; they're big, they're bold, you yeah. can read them. And
1: it's interesting too because for his, it's all around the statue, yeah. so it kind of, if you want to read all of them, you're kind of. I don't want to say forced, but forced to walk around the statue. Yes. And the plaques are definitely a lot bigger. Yeah. It's easier to, like, if you were across the street, you could maybe read, like, Cheap and,
0: like, recognize that, oh, this is who the statue is for. Yeah. And I know, especially with Connerton's article, it says the information makes the information trapped and preserved. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like, it's, with mine, like, it traps the information in this, like, hidden way where you really just, like, don't know where it is. Because you're like, why is there this giant 18-foot... Infor- statue in the middle of the basketball arena yeah
1: like, and if, if the plaque's hard to see or even read
0: it's like people aren't going to necessarily yeah. walk up to the base of it if it's so big because i just thought it was a guy playing basketball yeah before i knew what it was i was like oh it's a basketball arena they have mm-hmm. a basketball statue to show like what they play here sick living life <laughs> yeah yeah so. yeah i think it's interesting because this is um
1: these concepts that we've been studying kind of help us not only as we're researching
0: our sites more, but just helping us understand sites of memory in general. And I know with sites of memory, you often, the surrounding area is something that you brought up and that I brought up because of, like, the plaques and all around it. Do you want to talk about what's surrounding the Chief Washakie statue? Yeah, sure.
1: So the statue itself sits between um, the Dining Center and then basically Grand Avenue. So behind the statue is... Washakie Dining Center. Kind of on the the left and the right are the dorms and these are kind of on the back side of it. The statue itself is more so facing sideways so if you were standing in front of it, Washakie's face would be to your, he'd be looking left riding his horse that way. And then behind you, fairly directly, is the Grand Avenue which is the main road coming into Laramie's. How about you, you, Krista, do you want to kind of describe like what is the surrounding area, immediate surrounding area for Kenny Sailors.
0: Yeah, so um Kenny Sailors is obviously unlike your statue inside. Yes. But you can see him from the outside and to the left of him, sorry I had a like do my little finger thing, is the Warren Memorial Stadium, which mm-hmm. is the football stadium. Directly behind that is the Practice Arena and then if you go back to the right of him is Willet and then the Art Museum, the art. Okay classrooms and then behind him inside obviously is the basketball arena and then surrounding him like I mentioned is all of the other sports memorabilia mm-hmm. and stuff like that and then directly in front of him is actually just a field yeah of sidewalks and nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: it's, it's kind of a curious point here to like look at how your statue's inside and yeah. it's more confined but it's also more visible yeah it feels like from further away where my statue is outside kind of in this area that it's like if you're walking it's kind of hard to stand and look Mm -hmm. at it because you're going to be on the if you want to get a full picture you're going to be on the road yeah but then if you're driving by there's not like a stoplight right there so you're going to be kind of driving by with traffic you
0: can't really stop and park because there's multiple entrances to the basketball arena it's called the arena auditorium i don't know why i keep saying basketball but um, his is the only one that's fully windows the Mm -hmm. other ones are kind of like hidden, you can see, like, one of them's, like, Willow West, Mm -hmm. stuff like that, but this one's fully windowed, so you can see it from everywhere, Mm -hmm. and he has a light on him at all times, so you can spot him
1: outside, from the left, from the right. Yeah. So. Well, then, like, I know for Washakie, he has a full wall, almost, of windows Mm -hmm. behind him, and that kind of works since he's outside with the sunlight to reflect his statue and make him maybe, like, augment him, make him seem bigger.
0: People can have a little view while they eat their Washakie dining food. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then... I'm just going to preface this next part by saying, yeah. we will mess up the word, but, um, <laughs> polymysestic. Did you guess not how I say that? I think polymysestic memory is what we're going to go with. Yeah. Sorry if we completely messed that up. Um, because uh, talking about, like, places around it, the layered meanings... And the meetup of histories. Mm-hmm. So with your site specifically, I know that you have a lot of like layered meanings and history behind it. Mm-hmm. I do. I do. And then I know too
1: with your site, yeah. there's also layered meaning. And I think this is, this concept, which, um, Palazowski, also not sure if I'm saying <laughs> that right. Um, a memory it scholar. it starts with kind
0: a of, P, we cannot say it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, a memory scholar introduced. And it's just this like, I think it's really trying to get us to think about like, don't just look at your site as, like, a site today. Think about, like, when that site was put up. Think about the history that is behind it. And kind of thinking about, like, what are all of these layers of meaning that go into sites? And that kind of brings up another idea that we can address and kind of talk about um, that another memory scholar, Powell, brought up. It's this concept of storytelling and Mm -hmm. history telling. And Powell talks about this throughout their article. But what really struck me is why couldn't we take this idea of storytelling and this idea of of history telling and kind of, in a sense, let it inform what we're doing, which is a combination of these, but it's also memory telling. Yes. So really, that is what we're doing. We're doing all three. We're describing our sites. This is the storytelling that we're trying to do. The details about the past are the history telling. And then these two things help us position and understand our sites as rhetorical devices and yes. in a rhetorical concept set, um, concept and this is almost
0: our memory telling yeah I think a good way to kind of like sum up what you said is we're almost telling a story about our site like our experience there like we're gonna take you with us as to what we felt what we yeah. were seeing in that moment it's and, kind of-
1: and like I think that's like what we've hoped we've done yes. too. like in these past podcasts is like Hopefully Fingers we're, crossed. <laughs> we're, we're taking you to our site with us yeah, and helping you see our understanding,
0: which might not be the only understanding, but it is one under way of understanding. I like your use of the word understanding because I think that brings us really well to our next point of um, the rhetoric of our sites. And basically what that means for those of you that don't know rhetoric is it's basically our outcomes and what we think the hidden meaning mm-hmm. within our sites is. So um, we kind of already touched on... Um, Kind of this idea of like history, memory, telling,
1: and I yes. think that's going to help inform us of what we're going to kind of, at least, the beginnings of our understandings, our outcomes. So maybe, do you want to talk about your one of yours that you have, Chris? Yes.
0: So I think the first one that I'm going to discuss—it's another p-word that I'm not going <laughs> to say correctly—I guarantee it—is polysemitic, which is imagining many different meanings of something, and remapping, which we read a lot about in Thomas R. Dunn's The Queer and the Square article. Mm -hmm. I believe that was only just last week. That was last week. That was, yes. (laughs) Time's going really slow, but really fast (laughs) at the same time. But anyway, so something that I thought about with the remapping is, as I've mentioned many times over, his statue was added into the renovation of the Dome of Doom, Mm -hmm. which... I think really just shows, like, the remapping and the restructuring of the athletics facility as a whole and wanting to show people that UW-Athletics is there to stay because people don't think of, like, UW-Athletics as, like, groundbreaking athletics. Like, they don't come here because they want to watch an amazing football team true basketball true. team whatever yeah depends, so on, depends on what you're feeling <laughs> yeah it's kind of like cementing it yeah so i feel like this one is kind of like they're trying to imagine different ways that people can come to the university and be like mm-hmm. wow you do athletics is here to stay it's here to do whatever and i also think you could also think of it in a different way of like why did they pick him mm-hmm. and i know i talked about that in the last podcast mm-hmm. trying to figure out like why they picked him over everyone else So I feel like you could try and imagine, like, ways that they thought about, like, why they picked him. Mm -hmm. And I think at the end of the day, they picked him because at the time, he was one of the most memorable people in UW UW Athletics. Because that was before Josh Allen graduated, I believe. Yes, yeah, I believe so, yeah. Because he graduated the year before we got here. Yeah, yeah, something like that. 2018, around then. Around then. But before, after the statue was built. So Mm -hmm. they wanted to show something that shows that... You know, athletics can create these great athletes, but I also think when I think about that, you also have people like Logan Wilson. Who yeah, went to the NFL, yeah. and then I there's I know there's seven people mm-hmm. that went to the NFL. Not a lot of people go to the NBA. Yeah. but seven went to the NFL. Eight now, Titus Twin just went to the Cowboys. Actually, yeah, there you go. He's staying a Cowboy. <laughs> so the idea of thinking of things in different ways is really interesting when it comes to this site and. Yeah. I know that you kind of brought into this, like, pr- you thought about presence, presence as well. So that, that's kind of connecting yeah. to,
1: like, one of my points that I have is, for me, when I've been, like, kind of studying this Chief Washakie statue, something that's been, like, really at the forefront is it's, like, it can serve as a reminder of the Native American presence. Mm-hmm. So, like, in terms of the past role that Native Americans played in the state, and also, like, the current roles and the current presence of Native Americans. People, Native American students, and it's this important. um, It's this important thing that should be recognized, Mm -hmm. and Chief Washi kind of kind of does that as like a physical rhetoric. Like it's kind of telling us these things, and this kind of goes into another idea of like mobilization of memory. Mm -hmm. So this is an idea that the scholar Coker brought up, and it's basically it can be understood as the way in which memory impacts the spheres it encompasses, but also understand the way that memory moves through time and space. And I think. This is important because like Chief Washakie was really prominent in the eighteen hundreds. Yes, yes, he's here on, on the campus today in the twenty, twenty three. Twenty first century. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I think it's trying to like think about how like memory is being mobilized, memory is moving. His mm-hmm. statue is there, but there is like meaning behind it, there's memory behind it, there's history behind it. But like that statue continues to impact the, the campus, impact the community as a reminder of Native mm-hmm. American presence.
0: Yeah. I think kind of going off what you said brings back to my site, and you said like bringing it back and kind of digging back, and mm-hmm. that brings back. The, we actually talked about it a second ago, but I'm gonna say it wrong again. Yep. The polypotestic <laughs> I definitely said it differently, but the polyseptic. Well, la- yeah, yeah well, that one. Practices. There you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I that word is like one of the few that's just like okay. hard to say, and it was talked about like in the case of Ryan Kelly and the Jason Edward Black reading. But and Dr. Schmal described it really well. Basically, you're peeling back the layers. So like. You mm-hmm. look at something and mm-hmm. you peel it back more. And I specifically did that because of the renovation. It was like, okay, so it was built in 2017. Let's peel it back one more and see what was there before. There and in doing that, I was able to find that it was always in the same place. They just redid it to kind of talk about the fan experience. And then you peel back some more. And then you're like, okay. So you peel back more and you find, like, these old pictures of the arena where it's kind of run down, mm-hmm. musty. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I wasn't there, but it just felt dusty in the pictures, you know yeah, what I mean? Like exactly. Some place just kind of feels murky, so then you peel back some more, and you're like, okay, well, it was built forever ago, essentially. Exactly. It was hard to find the actual date, but it was, from all the news articles I was able to find to the American Heritage Center, it was like, it, it had been a while. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, that's
1: like, it's interesting just because, like, both our sites went through renovation, and I know, like... We both know the sites with the statues, and it's weird to think about these sites without the statues. They were different places. They meant different things.
0: I, especially with yours, I think about, like, if they were to take away that statue, like, it'd be so boring on that street, because you would just see the dining hall Yeah. and the dorms. I think, like, yeah, and I think that's, like,
1: another thing with the Washakie statue, is it, like, draws your attention, Mm -hmm. and that kind of connects to another one of my points, is this, like, for me, it's this idea that the statue kind of it's the positioning of it the stance of him like riding into battle kind Mm -hmm. of like permeates the sense of reality the sense of power the sense of respect and in that making this like almost sacred space Mm -hmm. even though it's like right by a dining hall and right on the street but you get this sense of like this rhetoric of reverence because it's almost like you feel like you should be revering washi's
0: for who he was yeah and what he did also like i said earlier like what would the freshman have stared at otherwise? The subway across the street? Exactly. The dominoes? Exactly. <laughs> kind of like maybe
1: they might not know what it is, but like they're almost, they have to look at it because it's right there out the window and like yeah. hopefully they'll
0: get some meaning from maybe it. Maybe they did that on purpose. They were like, Can we put it here? It'll hide them from the subway and the dominoes. And they're like,
1: ah, oh, the dining hall food is great. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I've kind
0: of touched yeah, on you
1: the- kind of touched on your redesign, but like yeah. I know you had another point that um, you wanted
0: to address did, with that. Because um, like I said, they did it to talk about the- to improve the fan experience, because in my personal opinion, UW fans are literally diehard. If you've (laughs) ever been to a sporting event, you will see, win or lose, they are there, cheering. Sometimes they say pretty messed up stuff, but at least you know they're passionate. But, in in order to improve the fan experience, they obviously had to commission out contractors, artists, Mm -hmm. construction workers, and they did one, and it turns out that they hired someone to make the Kenny Steller statue, but, and paid him, but then the last minute they were like, jokes (laughs) jokes oh, <laughs> we're wow. picking someone else wow and the guy actually like and his wife led to sue the university for it did they
1: really um i mm. couldn't
0: find anything on if the lawsuit went through So I'm, i have a feeling that um it was one of those under the table things where they like gave him a check yeah and were like yeah, Please yeah maybe stop dragging like our names through the mud yeah but yes. um which brings me to my final wrap-up of the rhetoric of the site is like looking at kenny Sailor's Besides the fact that like you are why you picked him, it's really not that controversial to pick him. Like mm-hmm. he was someone who did something to the university, whatever mm-hmm. he did something incredible. But then you look at like why he was built, and it drags back up like money donations, mm-hmm. and people are always skeptical about what money gets spent on. That's true. That's so true. The rhetoric of him specifically is kind of just like whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like the rhetoric behind like the money,
1: and yeah, the and like the intentions behind and the intentions
0: him. of putting him there, and kind of like
1: that inscriptive practice, yeah. like
0: putting him there, like putting him there, making him, him eighteen there. feet tall. Mm-hmm. And also, you could bring in the other point of like we don't really know if he actually invented the jump shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you're really telling me that no one until the late forties decided that they wanted to jump off the mm-hmm. ground and shoot a basketball, like yeah. or did he do it with teammates? Like, like yeah, we don't exactly. Know. We don't. And know. they just picked him because he was like the pretty guy. Like yeah. we don't, don't know. know. So it's kind of like the. What did he really do? Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of the rhetoric behind that. And I personally have not been able to find anything about, like, if he had a teammate or yeah. anyone else thought to jump off the ground before. It's kind of been a red block. Yeah, it's maybe so, hidden a little bit. Yeah, hard to find.
1: Um, th- another element that kind of, like, I've come out of with looking at Washakie is the placement. And I've kind of already mentioned mm-hmm. it, like, the idea that it's placed right in between the university and the town um yeah but as I've continued to visit and study the site the positioning of the statue has been like it's at this confluence between campus and community and like what does that all mean Mm -hmm. and things that keep coming to my mind is like border or bridge or accessibility like accessibility is kind of hard if you want to see the whole statue or this like push and pull because it's like it's a great positioning because it draws the attention but it's also really difficult to look at it when you stand right in front of it and this kind of connects to this idea of like spatial restriction which Brad Stutter, another memory scholar kind of brings up and it's this confining and defining of a site or event like based on the space it's in yeah. and like for me and for the Washakie statue I feel like it is in this spatial restriction that like the site gains its presence, gains its like presence on the campus but it's also like trying to get a presence in the community yeah. so it's trying to remind not just the university that Native American presence are important but like also the community of Laramie also the state of Wyoming do
0: um, you think you yeah. especially recently they've pulled in like the acknowledgement of lands and, yes. and syllabuses yes, and, and stuff like mm-hmm. that do you think that has any connection to your site or do you think it's just like they're both Native Americans mm-hmm. the end I feel like there
1: definitely is a connection, and there probably should be a connection. I think maybe having chupashki on the campus maybe makes that land land acknowledgement a little bit more present or a little bit more understandable. Because yes. if someone just reads it on a syllabus or sees it on a plaque, they might not fully understand what it is. But like maybe mm-hmm. seeing the chupashki statue, he's like looks like a like he is ready to go into battle. Like maybe it'll remind them that before the university was here, before Western settlement there were Native Americans on this land, yes. and we need to acknowledge that. Some people have a hard time remembering that.
0: They were here before us. Exactly,
1: exactly. So, um, And I think just another thing with both of our research that we should recognize is that, you know, neither of us are fully encompassing everything about our no. site because of the time frame of our project and because yes. of just being able to do that. I feel like that would take yeah. us a lot longer to do. But I think we've both gained some valuable perspectives, mm-hmm. insights, but we just want to recognize that. Yeah. Our
0: perspectives are limited because of time, space, yeah. all the things. And speaking of, like, our perspectives, it's important to note that rhetoric is very opinion-based. It is. It's very, like, what you think you took away from it, and this is correct. Mm-hmm. So everything we have said in this and previous podcasts, our listeners need to just remember to take it with a grain of salt. Take it with a grain of
1: salt. And maybe even consider, like, how would you think about it if yeah. you saw the site? Like, what would be your rhetorical
0: analysis of it? Yeah, because... It is very opinionated, and, like, we have researched to back it up, but at the end of the day, this research is very secondary to our personal experience and opinions. Very true. So, very true. All right. Well, All do you right. have anything well, you want to say to our little listeners before we wrap it up? Um, I just want to tell everyone,
1: like, thank you for joining us yeah. on this journey. Um, we really appreciate that you've been with us through these episodes, listening to our research and our analysis and our ups yeah. and
0: downs. Um, Yeah. I think you? if you guys are very curious about our little sites, um, God, what is the app Dr. Small is having to use? We're doing a little tour map, and I can't remember what the app is. But it's going to show, like, pictures and, like, yeah. basic info about our site. That, mm-hmm. And you can kind of, like, walk around every single site around Laramie. Yeah, so we
1: encourage you, if you come to Laramie, maybe look at the site. Or mm-hmm. at least maybe, if you have time, stop by our site, Stop yeah. by the sites that our classmates are visiting or that our classmates are
0: analyzing and take a visit. See what yeah. you see. And, like, especially with our sites, those are two places that you're going to see when you're a freshman and you go on a tour. Mm-hmm. You're going to see the dining hall. So maybe if you're visiting, just pick out and see the statue. And then when yeah. you go to the athletics facility, like, Look, there he is. There's, There's Kenny, Kenny Sailors Exactly. I remember learning about him in this podcast. Yeah, exactly. So. All, All right. right. Well, well, do you want to wrap
1: it up for us, Michaela? Sure. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you enjoyed learning more about Kenny Sailors and Chief Washakie and our approaches to researching these two sites of memory. Thank you for embarking on our memory studies journey. We hope you enjoyed it. And remember, this is Small Speculations Podcast, and on today's episode, we discuss two of the most prominent statues on the University of Wyoming campus. If you enjoyed this, please don't forget to subscribe and listen to our classmates' episodes to learn about other sites of public memory. Once again, I'm Michaela And I'm Carissa. And we encourage you to open your eyes to sites of public memory all around you.
0: Thank you for joining us.